0: Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. We are one church that meets in various locations across Greater Manchester. For more information about who we are or where we meet, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. First, we're going to read this morning. Are pretty pretty powerful ones. There's some pretty big statements that Jesus makes that we're going to read this morning, okay? And there's two kind of questions I want to pose that I think are quite big questions in which I think Jesus answers quite explicitly in these verses we're going to look at. So, first question is: Who was Jesus? Who was Jesus? I think you know if you're here this morning and you wouldn't call yourself a Christian you might have this question, who was Jesus? Was he just a nice guy? Was he just a good teacher? Who was he? I think that question's going to be answered pretty explicitly in these verses we're going to look at. And then there's another question which, um, or kind of thought, that as Christians, I think sometimes we can have and we can wonder about, which I think, again, these verses answer pretty clearly. And that is like, is there some kind of difference in the kind of, character and the temperament of Jesus the Son and God the Father? Like is there some difference in their character, in their temperament? I think we're going to see Jesus answer that quite clearly as well this morning. So we're going to be reading through a bunch of verses and I think what I find like amazing about these verses is not only is there just like this really explicit and and powerful truth in here, but it's just like So inflammatory. And so as we read it, just think about, actually, picture you know Jesus being among the people that he's talking to and kind of the kind of impact that the things that he would have been saying would have had. I mean, it's pretty huge, really, really, really inflammatory, really big stuff that we're going to hear Jesus saying. And and so much so that really, like, outraged the religious leaders around him to the extent that they wanted to kill him, right? And and that's in the verses that we're going to read. So the stuff Jesus was saying, this was, like, super controversial and inflammatory to these, to these religious leaders. So we're going to read the verses in a minute, but first, just a bit of, um, bit of context. Anyone that's been missing, anyone that's forgotten what Sam talked about last week. Um, so we're currently going through the book of John, which is one of the four gospel books in the New Testament of the Bible. And the gospel books are these books that are sort of uh, written uh, about the things that Jesus did and said during his earthly ministry, so it's really to help us understand kind of the ministry and the message of Jesus, and so we're looking at John's uh, gospel at the moment, and we're, and we're doing this for an extended period of time, and so last week, Sam was reading from John chapter five, and we heard about this pool um, called Bethesda, and this pool was a place kind of outside um, the city where people who were blind, people who were Paralysed people who couldn't walk would go and they would lie there with the hope of kind of being healed somehow by this water, okay? And so lots of desperate people here. And we heard how Jesus, he, he decided to go to this place, Bethesda. And he singled out one man and he healed him. This man who hadn't been able to walk for 38 years, Jesus healed. But what we heard was that there was this controversy, okay, because Jesus did this healing on, on the Sabbath, the kind of Jewish rest day, and the Jewish leaders were really unhappy because this man was picking up his mat and carrying it on the Sabbath, right, they had really specific rules about what you could and could not do on the Sabbath, and so this man's just been miraculously healed, and they're like, wait a minute, you can't carry your mat on the Sabbath, like, what is going on, this is totally outrageous, and then they confront Jesus, it's like, why did you Heal this man on the Sabbath. Why did he tell him to pick up his mat and carry it on the Sabbath? Right, so this is controversy. These Jewish leaders are confronting Jesus over what he's done on the Sabbath day. And so that's kind of the context of the verses we, we're reading today. Essentially, we kind of pick up halfway through this story almost. Um, <clears throat> okay, so... I'm going to pick up in our verses. I've got a bit of a cold, and I have a feeling I might need to blow my nose a few times during this. So, um, <laughs> so we'll see how we get on. Um, right, so our passage today is, is John chapter 5, and we're in verses 17 to 29 today. So we ended on verse 17 last week. We're going to read verse 17 again this week. So we've got these Jewish leaders furious with Jesus. Jesus is talking to them. They're furious because he's done this healing on the Sabbath. And in his defence, Jesus said to them, My father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Whoever does not honour the Son does not honour the Father who sent him. Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself... So he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Don't be amazed by this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. Right. Um, okay, so we're going we're gonna to pick out two, I think, like really enormous statements, actually, that Jesus makes in these verses. Um, or two kind of themes that run throughout these verses. Um, and then, you know, we'll think about what they mean for us and how we can apply them towards the end. Okay? Um, years ago, I remember being at an Alpha course. And alpha is this course where people can essentially explore the Christian faith. And a friend of mine was there with me, and we were talking about who Jesus was around this table. and And you know, the the kind of question I expressed at the beginning, um, kind of who was Jesus? My friend expressed something that I've heard a few people express over the years, which is essentially that his view of Jesus was that he seemed to be a nice guy that said good things. um, And, you know, the whole love kind of theme sounds great. Like, I can get on board with that. Um, And so there's... You know, I've seen a video as well of, of kind of people on the street being asked about who they thought Jesus was. And, and there seems to be quite, you know, quite a lot of people say that these days when asked who was Jesus. You know, if, if Jesus came to the earth, if he did walk around and, and say a bunch of stuff, what, what do you think of him? Nice guy, right? And in Jesus' time, there was also kind of a view early in his ministry of who Jesus was. Okay, so people were hearing about Jesus. He was going around teaching. There were, there were miracles that were happening. And so what was the view of Jesus in his time? Well, in Matthew 16, read this. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. What about you? Who do you say I am? And Simon um, Simon Peter answered, you're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. But there's this view, you know, he's a prophet. Okay, is he a prophet? That's the kind of question people are asking. Is he a nice guy? Is he a good teacher? Is he a prophet? People wondering who Jesus is. And so we go back to our verses, okay? So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, verse 16 from last week, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. And then Jesus... Issues his massive response. In his defense, which isn't really a defense, it's really a massive escalation. But anyway, in his defense, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So who is Jesus? Jesus says he's equal with God. Jesus says he is God in these verses. And you may not see it as explicitly in, in that verse I've just read, but you're going to see it build as we kind of go back over the verses. Jesus says he's equal with God. So I actually find the, the, the wording of, like, in his defense quite funny, because it's like his defense of getting this guy to pick up his mat and carry it on the Sabbath and heal someone on the Sabbath is to tell these Jewish leaders that he is God. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just like this humongous escalation. So, you know, you can imagine just, like, I, you know, they must have been apoplectic, right, these, 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 these uh, Jewish leaders that he's speaking to. Um, so let's follow this claim through the verses and just see how explicit it really is. Verse 19, whatever the Father does, the Son also does. So not Jesus does some of the stuff the Father does, but whatever the Father does, Jesus does. Jesus has the same power as God the Father. Verse 21, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life, to whom he is pleased to give it. Jesus can give life. He can raise the dead. Verses 22 to 23. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. So the Jewish leaders he's speaking to, hey guys, actually, you know, the God that you're trying to honor, actually, if you don't honor me, you don't, you don't honor God the Father. You have to honor me in order to honor God the Father. Like this is... Like huge statements that Jesus is making here. Verse 26, as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And then so now Jesus says he has life kind of within him. He doesn't depend on anything else for life like we do. But like God the Father, he actually just has life intrinsically in him. So he's just saying in lots of different ways here that he is God. Um, if we kind of look back to John chapter 1, we see um, just this awesome account of Jesus' power um, when John like echoes the creation account from Genesis. John 1, 1 to 3 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And then on to verse 14. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So this word, who created the universe, in John chapter 1, this is the word, is, is, is a name that John used for Jesus. Jesus is saying, actually Jesus created the universe. That's what John was saying there. So, you know, this question, who was Jesus? Was he a prophet? Was he a good teacher? Was he a really nice bloke? Well, And there's this famous quote from C.S. Lewis that fundamentally says it's not compatible with what Jesus taught. Okay, C.S. Lewis said, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He'd either be insane or else he'd be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else insane or something worse. He didn't leave open the option to us of thinking it was just something else. And he didn't mean to. And so this is why the religious leaders are so angry. This is why they want to kill Jesus. They understand that actually what he's saying, if he's not God, like then it's really terrible, right? Then it's really evil. And because they don't believe that he is God, they think that what he's saying is, is awful. And that's why these religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus. They thought he was merely a man. And so this first thing that we can take out, these these verses that we've read, is who is Jesus? Well, Jesus was equal to the Father. Jesus said that he was God. Okay, let's look at the second kind of thing um, that we're going to pick out. Um, I think there's this kind of common misconception that um, we often often find sort of among Christians, and we probably all subconsciously can go here from one time to another, and that is this kind of distinction between, like, the character and the temperament of God the Father and God the Son, Jesus, okay, so, like, almost there's this, like, difference in their temperament, and it can kind of go a bit like this, right, that God the Father is kind of uh, angry and unreasonable and, and violent and just generally quite harsh, and Jesus is much more patient and much more kind and, and kind of encourages the Father to be a bit nicer to us, right? Um, I, had, I had one, um, you may or may not be familiar with this kind of um, this thing, but I had one, one preacher refer to this as, like, good cop, bad cop. And so <laughs> I thought, well, I wonder if there's, like, if I search for good cop, bad cop, like, is there kind of a, defini- a definition or an example? And I found this on Wikipedia, which I... Um, I'm going to read to you. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it kind of gives you a feel for, I guess, what I'm trying to get at. So what's good cop, bad cop, according to the Wikipedia page? The bad cop takes an aggressive, negative stance towards the subject, making blatant accusations, derogatory comments, threats, and in general, creating antipathy with the subject. This sets the stage for the good cop to act sympathetically, appearing supportive and understanding, and in general, showing sympathy for the subject. The good cop Defends the subject from the bad cop. Okay, So sometimes we can kind of, I think, fall into this mindset a little bit of thinking that Jesus is is like much kind of softer and, and gentler than the Father. The Father's harsh, Jesus is soft. And so this is kind of the second big thing I want to pick out of these verses we've looked at. Verse 19, very truly I tell you, this is Jesus talking, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. And so Jesus says, I'm just like my father. I do what my father does. Jesus follows the father's lead. That's the second kind of big thing to take away from here. Jesus follows the father's lead, and we see this kind of elsewhere in John's Gospel, John 6, 38. I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. In Matthew 26... We read about, um, you know, you probably recognise this verse, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Actually, Jesus followed the father's lead. When we look at Jesus, when we look at the things he did and we said, it's totally consistent with the character and the temperament of, of God the father. And so... I don't know, you, you may have kind of, you may ask this question at times, you may have heard other Christians ask this, you may have been asked this, like, what, you know, what is the Father like? In the Gospels, we see what, what Christ is like. We see what Jesus is like. We see the things he, he said, the way he acted around people. And, you know, we can kind of, we can kind of imagine it to the degree that you can create, you know, a TV show about it, like The Chosen. And, and you know, you can, you can form an idea of kind of, how Jesus acted as a person. But what was the father like? Well, I think when we read the Gospels, you know, we're reading the embodiment of God the Son, who is really the best possible human representation as well of God the Father. What God the Father is like. And God the Father isn't hard. You know, this good cop, bad cop, kind of view just doesn't hold in Scripture. John three sixteen to 17, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And so like what we see throughout the New Testament is actually this kind of, this, um, this loving, kind view of the Son that we have. Actually, what we see in the Son actually applies to the Father as well. Um, but there's kind of another side to this misconception as well, right? So, you know, I, I, you know, I use words like nice and, and kind of, um, you know, we can, when we th- think of Jesus, sometimes we can, we can maybe have an idea that he's a bit of a softy and he doesn't really care about sin. Um, but, you know, what we read in these verses, 22-23, the Father judges no one but has entrusted all judgment to the Son that all may honour the Son just as they honour the Father. A time is coming when all are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. And so just as, you know, the Father isn't some, like, really hard and harsh character, actually, like, Jesus isn't a softie who, who turns a blind eye to sin, right? Jesus actually um, cares about sin and has... A heart for justice in the same way the father does there 's the same character there 's the same temperament in, in Christ the Son and the father, and so Jesus follows the father 's lead that 's the, that's the kind of second thing I want to pick out of these verses um, okay, so I want to talk now just a little bit then about um, if we kind of zoom out a little bit and look at the, look at the big story of scripture, how then these verses uh, what these verses kind of say into that and how they fit into that story. So just to recap a bit, who is Jesus? He's God. He's God. He's equal to the Father. And, you know, is Jesus a big softy? Is the Father kind of the harsh one? No, actually, Jesus and the Father, they have the same temperament. You want to know what the Father is like? Look at Jesus in the Gospels. The best possible earthly representation that you can have of God the Father is, is the actions of the Son. So let's kind of zoom out a bit and look at the big picture of of the Bible and how these verses fits in. So, one thing that you'll see throughout the Bible, right from the Old Testament, right through the New Testament, is that God is a God of love. Okay, we've read some verses that affect this morning. But if we look at the Old Testament, we see this too. For example, in Isaiah 54, when God... um, Talks of his unfailing love. So, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Psalm 86, um, Lord, you're a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And we see this theme kind of built in the New Testament, Ephesians 2, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, Made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. And then one job, beloved, uh, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. And so there's this theme throughout scripture of, of you know, love is completely fundamental to who God is. And look, you know, when we think about We've been talking about God the Son. We've been talking about God the Father. In Scripture, we see this this model whereby God is three persons in one God. and, And that is really, you know, God historically and for eternity has always been a God of community and love, right? And God created the world to bring more people into that community, into that love. Like, love is completely fundamental to who God is, And, you know, it's interesting because, um, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm I'm running way over time, actually, so I'm just going to move on from what I was going to say. But God is a God of love. And when God created the world, when Jesus created the universe, he created us to bring us into that love, bring us into that community. But what we read in Scripture is that sin came into the world. And sin, when the Bible talks about sin, this is basically people choosing not to follow God, not to love God not to do things God's way but to do things their own way and we see this all around we see people um you know we see it in ourselves we see selfishness we see unkindness and then we see like on a grand scale things that are happening around the world we see the violence we see the destruction we see the the evil we see the sin and because God is just and God is holy sin needs to be dealt with, right? In our, verse, in our passage today, verse 29, those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. And so God isn't a God who sweeps injustice and sin under the carpet it has to be dealt with. And the Jewish religious leaders who were getting really angry, they understood this, right? They agree with that. They agree that sin isn't good, that it needs, um, that ultimately sin is a problem, but they have a different view of how to deal with it. Their view is people need to just stop sinning and do essentially a a really great job of obeying God. That's how we're going to get right with God. But actually, the message of the New Testament is different. The message is a message of grace through faith, not by working to please God and to be good enough for God, but actually um, to put our faith in God. So we read John 3.16 earlier, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will will not perish but have eternal life. Verse 24 today, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. And so really what Jesus is talking about in these verses is how do you people get to come into this relationship with me as God? How do you get to be right with me as God? Is it, like these Jewish leaders are saying, these Pharisees believe that actually we need, to, we need to do well enough by our own strength, by our own works, in order to earn that, or is it by a gift of grace? And what Jesus is saying is actually you have to believe in me. You have to believe in me. That is how you come to be right with the Father. And so, you know, I just kind of, in closing, I just want to um, encourage you, you know, maybe you're not someone who who would call yourself a Christian today, um, this is the message of, of, of the Bible, that God is a God of love. He has made us to be in community with him in loving community with him. And this brokenness and the sin that we see in the world, this isn't what God wants forever. Actually, God wants to deal with this. And for you to come into this community, this relationship with God, you just need to put your faith in Jesus. You need to believe in Jesus. You don't need to get there by yourself you need to put your faith in him and there's a free gift for you if you you do that of this relationship this forgiveness and if you are a Christian I just want to encourage you you know if there's any area of your life where maybe you have a a casual view of Jesus actually Jesus is equal to the father is equal to the father in power he cares about sin he cares about justice just the same let's not have a casual view of jesus and you know if you have a view of the father where you struggle to relate to the father in the way you do the son actually the temperament the um the character of the father is the same as that of jesus so you know want to encourage you with that that the father is is god of love just as jesus is thanks for listening explore this sermon or learn more about our church, please navigate to the links provided in this podcast description. From there, you can connect with us on social media, and you're welcome to check out the music links featured in this episode from our very own musicians. You can also discover current events and information about where we meet on Sundays and various groups or community projects that you can join in with. If you're interested in knowing more about us or wish to join us for one of our meetings, Please reach out. Simply drop us an email at hello at ccm.org.uk We look forward forward to connecting with you.